Hey everyone, welcome to the Southside Church Podcast from Chilliwack, British Columbia, Canada. We're praying that hope would rise in your life as you listen to this message today. Wow. It is a good day. It is a good day. Started with getting a text from Cassidy Weirks, let me know that her and Mitch are heading back to Ireland as Mitch resumes med school. That was a bad. And then I saw someone with a Toronto Maple Leaf shirt. So that was also bad, but it's still a good day. And it is good to be back. And speaking of back, I wanna look back just for a second and I wanna thank Leah and Dave and Lucas for just doing an incredible job over these last few weeks of challenging us and inspiring us. Can we thank them for being amazing? So here's my assignment for today. Michael Manis, go back and speak to 22-year-old you and tell him one thing, just one thing, one piece of inspiration or information, one piece of challenge or motivation, just one thing. It's a challenging assignment. Like, can you imagine that? I need to go back in time 10 years to when I was 22. I need to go back 10-ish years to when I was 22 years old, but I want you to think about it for a second. What would you tell 22-year-old you? You say, Mike, I I am 22. Okay, what would you tell 16-year-old you? You say, I'm 72. What would you tell 60-year-old you? One thing, just one thing. See, for me, it didn't take me any time at all to figure out what I would tell 22-year-old me. It's amazing, too, because that same thing that I would tell 22-year-old me, I would still tell to myself today, I still haven't mastered it. So in that sense, this exercise, this assignment, it's not an exercise in futility where we long to change an unchangeable past. But instead, I would suggest to you that this exercise is an exercise in humility that we sincerely learn the lessons from our past and apply them, engage in this moment. This moment is so incredible. This moment is so powerful. This moment that we're in right now, whether you're online or in person, this moment is so powerful. This is the only point at which time touches eternity. This is it. This is our moment. This is it, and it's powerful, and it's profound. So it's not an exercise in futility, longing to change an unchangeable past, but it's an exercise in humility that I learn lessons from the past, I engage in this powerful moment now, and I begin building something beautiful for my future. It only took me a second to decide what I would say to 22-year-old Mike Manis. And what's amazing is I would say the same thing to you here in August of 2021. Whether you're 22, 32, 42, 12, or 72, it doesn't matter to me. I would tell you this one thing because I think this one thing absolutely has the power to change everything for you. I think it could change your health your mental, spiritual, and even your physical health. It'll change your marriage. It'll change your parenting. 
It, it, it'll change the way you are at work. It'll change the way that you are in your neighborhood. Just one thing. It only took me a second to know what I would tell 22-year-old Mike Mattis, and it's powerful today in this moment. So I want to tell you a story to illustrate it, a story that I've never actually told before about 22-year-old Mike Mattis. But before I get to this story, I want to tell you one more thing. I've been praying for you all week, all week long. I've been praying that you would have the will to listen today, whether you're listening online or in person. In a world so full of distraction and so full of stress and so full of worries, I, I, I've been praying for you that you would actually have the will to focus in and to listen. But more than that, I've been praying that God would give you the ears to hear what he wants to speak through me and finally, a heart to apply it. Because I think when this service is done, whether you're watching online or in person, we could stand up and walk away changed with more change to come. So let me pray for you right now. God, I thank you for everybody here in this moment, whether online or in person. God, I pray that you would give them the will to listen, that you would shut down the distractions, shut down the stress, shut down the worry, and that we could be fully, fully here in this powerful moment. And I pray that you would give them ears to hear what you've been speaking to me, that you would speak through me to them. And finally, hearts to apply. That when we stand up and walk away from this service, that we would already be changed with more change to come. We love you, we trust you. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. So Corinne and I got married in Red Deer, Alberta. And right after our wedding, we moved to Abbotsford, BC. And I got a job working as a waiter at Earl's Restaurant. And I gotta tell you, I was shocked at how much I loved it. It was so fun, and I made so much money. I, I remember looking back at that time, 22 years old, and I'm waitering, and I'm thinking to myself, why did it take me so long to figure out it's so easy to make money? Like all the work that I had done out in the snow and the sleet and the rain in Red Deer, Alberta, this waitering thing was great. And we needed to make money at that time too because I was putting Corinne through her final year of university and I knew that as soon as she was done, I needed to step back into school and add a Bachelor of Education to my Bachelor of Arts. But I loved it. So working there for months and then the holiday season came to Earl's. A season full of big, big tables and lots of parties and lots of energy and lots of fun. And on one particular night, I got to wait at a table it was a table uh, of a staff party from another local restaurant in Abbotsford. It was their entire night crew, all their waiters, all their waitresses, all their kitchen staff, all their support staff, all came into Earl's to celebrate their staff holiday party. We had a lot of big tables that year, but that was the biggest table. Now, I won't tell you what restaurant this party was from. I will just say this, they closed their restaurant a couple hours early that night, they stopped selling triple O burgers a little bit early that night, and they came in to celebrate their staff party at Earl's. Big, big table. And my point of contact was the night manager. Makes sense. And he was an interesting dude. One thing I remember about him is he had a habit of ending everything he said, every phrase he said, he would end with this. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? But in one word, you know what I mean? 
Okay, so <laughs> he, he walked into Earl's, comes, puts his arm around me. Hey, we just want to have a good time, you know what I mean? We're just here to party, you know what I mean? Like we've been looking forward to this night for a long time, you know what I mean? And he kept saying that to the point that finally I just felt like saying to him, how about this, how about this? I got a deal for you. Let's just assume I do know what you mean, okay? If at any point I don't know what you mean, I'll just put up my hand and ask for clarification. But until then, can we just assume that I know what you mean? So anyways, they come and they're drinking a lot and then they're eating a lot and then they're drinking a lot more. Kept me hopping all night. And now they're there for just over three hours. The restaurant, the rest of the restaurant is pretty much closed down and their table's still there. And he comes over to me and he says, man, it's been a great night, you know what I mean? And uh, I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey, can you, can you split our bills? Now, restaurant etiquette says you don't do that. $1,800 into the night. You don't come to me now and say, can we split the bills? Now, fortunately, I was organized, and I had everything split seat by seat by seat. I said, no problem. But here's what the problem was, and I knew it in that moment. I knew that everybody sitting at that table didn't expect to get a bill that night. Why did I know that? Because I had heard him a few times yell out this, get anything you want, you know what I mean? And now he's asking for separate bills, and I got a sinking feeling, so I started to hand out the bills, and they're not happy. They're completely surprised. They had ordered stuff that they never would have ordered if they had known that they were going to pay. They're angry at him, but I know that I'm gonna suffer the consequences, right? Like, they're not gonna tip. And sure enough, they start to pay, and walk out, and they're all mad, and nobody's tipping. So just to give you a little idea of how restaurants work, at the end of the night, as a waiter or a waitress, you do what's called a tip-out. Okay, so you tip out the kitchen staff, and you, kitch out the, you tip out the bartender, and the bussers, and the hosts. While I was working, it's just over 3%. So on an $1,800 table, right around 55 bucks. And nobody's tipping. Which means that at the end of this night, I'm gonna have paid for the honor of working. So I'm getting a little bit stressed. At one point, when everybody except for about 10 of them had finally cleared out, he walks up to me and he says, puts his arm around me again, it's been a great night, you know what I mean? I said, yeah, man, it's been awesome to have you guys in. He says, how are you? I said, oh, great, so glad you guys came in. He's like, no, no, be honest with me, you know what I mean? Like, how are you? And so I said, wow. Everybody who's paying is not leaving me a tip, and that kind of sucks, and I should never have said that. So everybody at his table is really, really angry with him, right? But now he sees an opportunity that he can take everyone who's angry at him and make them angry at me instead. He heads straight over to the table. I don't know exactly what he said about me, but it wasn't nice. Something about he says we're a bunch of cheapskates or whatever he said, but it worked. They were all now no longer mad at their night manager. They were mad at me. I could tell by the way that they were looking at me, the things that they were saying to me, and the fact that they did start to tip. One penny. Making a point. So eventually the rest of the table clears out. There's just four of them left. The night manager is still there. And I'm cleaning up uh, dishes at one end of the table. And I happen to look up just as the night manager is throwing a nickel at me. I watch it bounce off the table and hit my arm. 
Well, not mad. So eventually the four of them, the last four, they go walking out of the restaurant. And I get to the door just as they're getting there and I open the door for the first three of them and then I close the door and it's just me and the night manager. And I hold up the nickel about a millimeter from his face and I say, I think you dropped something. So I think you and I have something to talk about. I can be cashed out in a half an hour. Why don't you stick around and I will drive this nickel down your throat. He scoffs and he kind of walks around me. I step back in front of him again and I said, or maybe it doesn't work tonight. How about this? Anytime, anywhere. Anytime, anywhere. Anytime, anywhere, anytime, anywhere, anytime, anywhere. And finally I just said, actually, you know what? It's okay. I don't want to burden you. I'll find you. And I slapped him on the shoulder and I walked away. So I didn't sleep very well that night. I'm assuming he didn't either, so you know, there's that. Uh, the next morning he woke up and he called the general manager of his restaurant. I'm not gonna tell you what restaurant it was, but the general manager of his restaurant took a break from planning his latest Pirate Pack promotion and he called our general manager. And I got a call. I went in for a meeting and I just about got fired, but I did have to go into the restaurant, that other restaurant, and apologize to everybody. Now I tell you all that to illustrate if I go back in time and tell 22-year-old Mike Manis one thing, what that one thing would be, and you say, what would it be, Mike? Don't be an idiot, don't be a snap show, don't beat people up in the parking lot of the restaurant where you work. No, it actually wouldn't be that. The guy's like, that's a good idea, you should have done that. <laughs> would have made a way better story, I know. If I go back in time and speak to 22-year-old Mike Manis, I know exactly what I would say. I would say this. Hey, Mike. It's gonna be okay. Take a breath. 22-year-old Mike Manis. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. And, and I could tell you one thing in August of 2021, I think it would be the same thing. Actually, it's gonna be okay. First Peter 5, 7 says this, cast all your anxieties on God because he cares for you. See, 22-year-old Mike Mannis was a Christian. If you would have quoted First Peter 5, 7 to me and said, you know what we need to do? We need to cast all our anxieties on God because he cares for us. I would have agreed with you wholeheartedly. I just didn't do it. Ever. Or if you would have opened up Isaiah 41 and read this passage out of verse 10 to me, don't be afraid, I am with you. I am your God, let nothing terrify you. I will make you strong and help you. I will protect you and save you. I would have said, amen. Yes, I believe it, it's going to be okay. I just didn't live like I believed it. If you would have read Psalm 23 to me, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He brings me to green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. If you would have quoted for me Matthew 11, verse 28, when Jesus said, come to me if you are weary and burdened and I will give you rest for your soul, I would have said, 
that's right, that's true, and yet I, myself, inside of here, was not living a restful, restored, still life. See, at 22 years old, for as long as I could remember, I had lived a life of anxiety and stress and worry and fear. If you asked me to uh, explain it or define it in one word, I would choose the word selfish, but maybe not in the way that you think. Okay, selfish, not like I bought a pack of super nibs and I didn't give you one. Not that kind of selfish. Okay, selfish as if this whole world, this whole existence, my whole life, my whole future, my whole destiny is up to me. I got to do this. I got to make this happen. I got I to move forward. It's all on my shoulders. And if I don't do it, if I don't perform, if I don't make it, all is lost. Like, I would have told you, cast all your anxieties on God because he cares for you. Yeah, that's good. That I need to find rest for my soul. I do. It's going to be okay. I just didn't live like I believed it. And if I could be so bold as to suggest this, I think you need to hear this in August of 2021. Take a breath, 22-year-old you. Take a breath, 32-year-old you. It's actually gonna be okay. Those verses aren't just for a coffee mug. They're real and they're true. It's actually going to be okay. Say, I remember the night of the pirate pack posse. I remember the, I remember the two things that I was anxious about, most anxious about that night. The first was this, the things that they're saying to me, the nickel that he threw at me, they're disrespecting me. And when they disrespect me, it devalues me. And when they devalue me, it diminishes me. And I can't let that happen. I can't. Maybe it was because I was bullied as a little kid but there was something inside of me that says somebody has to pay for this. Like, this can't stand. This can't happen. And maybe you hear my story and you say, you know what, Mike? Actually, after hearing your story, I kind of came to this conclusion that the night manager from the Pirate Pack restaurant, the best thing for him would have been for you to drive that nickel down his throat. You might actually be right. But can I tell you something honestly? That wasn't my motivation that night. I wasn't thinking to myself, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pummel this guy in the parking lot. And by so doing, I'm gonna like beat the idiot out of him. I'm gonna beat the ignorance out of him and I'm gonna help him to live a restored, fulfilled, functional life, to bring joy to himself and to those around him. That was not my motivation. Here was my motivation. I can't stand this. The things that they said, the things that he did, that was disrespectful. That devalued me. That diminished me. I'm going to fix this, and I'm going to fix this tonight. I can't let this stand. I can't. You understand the word selfish in this context? It's all up to me. I got to fix this. This can't end this way. This won't end this way. So finally at the end saying, that's okay. I'll find you. If I could go back and speak to 22-year-old Mike Manis, here's what I would tell him. 
Now, I'm not sure if it would have worked like right in the moment, that moment, but I would want to tell him, hey, Mike, it's actually going to be okay. Like that pirate pack posse, they actually don't define you. Like, Mike, you already believe this, but can I remind you of something? God defines you. And God loves you. And God's for you. And if I could be so bold to tell you, 22-year-old Mike Manis, I'm proud of you. You're a good kid. You really love your wife. You're actually very humble and very teachable. That pirate pat, pirate pat posse doesn't define you. Mike, listen, 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 22-year-old Mike Manis, 22-year-old you, 32-year-old you, 52-year-old you, 72-year-old you, here it is. You have nothing to prove to that pirate pack posse. You have nothing to prove to anyone. You don't have anything to prove even to you. It's gonna be okay. Anything that ever needed to be proved about you was already proven when God loved you so much that he sent his son who lived and died for you. If I could just tell you one thing today in August of 2021, here's what that one thing is. It's gonna be okay. See, I don't know exactly what you're walking through today. Man, are, are there people in your life who are disrespecting you, devaluing you, or diminishing you? Are there things that they've said that you just can't let that sit? There's things that they've done that you just can't let that sit. Or maybe there's somebody in your life right now who you really care about and you're sitting on the edge of your seat and you're waiting for them to make some sort of a decision to decide whether you're valuable or whether you're not. Or maybe it's someone that you don't even know in this world, in this cancel culture that we live in. It seems like we're so worried that someone might not think that we measure up. And what I would want you to know in August of 2021, more than anything, that you, would, that, that you would listen, that you would hear, that you would apply, it would be this, it's gonna be okay. That pirate pack posse, they don't define you. They don't. They don't. Man, you started out as a dream in the mind of God. God looked at our world. He looked at history. He looked at this church. He looked at this city. He looked at your family. And something was missing, and he had an idea, and that idea is you. You're beautiful. You're talented. You're gifted. You have nothing to prove to them. You don't have any, even have anything to prove to you. Anything that needed to be proved about you has already been proved through the life and the death and the resurrection of God's Son, Jesus Christ. Take a breath. Take a breath. It's going to be okay. The second thing that I was stressed about, out about that night was money, money. I needed to make money. I mean, I was putting Corinne through her final year of university at Trinity Western, which is pretty expensive. 
And I knew that the second that she was done, I needed to jump back into Simon Fraser and finish my Bachelor of Arts, or add to my Bachelor of Arts a Bachelor of Education, so I wasn't gonna be able to work as much, and so I just needed to make money, and I really needed to make money. And now they're coming in, and it's an $1,800 bill. It's an $1,800 bill, and they're not tipping, and they're wrecking my plans, and I don't know what to do, and I'm anxious, and I'm stressed out, And it makes me angry, and if I go back in time and talk to 22-year-old Mike Manis, here's what I would say. Mike, it's gonna be okay. See, Mike, over the next couple years, what you're gonna learn is that God is so faithful and so generous. He's never gonna make you rich, but he's always gonna look after you, Mike. And you're also gonna realize that you have an almost infinite ability to work hard. In fact, Mike, 22-year-old Mike Manis, you're not gonna believe this, but there's actually gonna come a time in your life when you're gonna find it way easier to work than you are to rest. Hey, Mike, it's actually gonna be okay. And I can prove it to you, actually, 22-year-old Mike Manis. I can prove it to you. You know those nights when you walk into the restaurant and you're ready to start your shift and you know what you're there for. You're, 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 you're there to provide for Corinne and not too many months from then, little baby Tori, and you're there to make some money. But you know those nights that you don't worry so much about that? You just worry about process and not outcome. Those nights that you just embrace that moment and have a good time. Isn't it weird because those are the best nights, right? And what's amazing about it is that when you just worry about the process and just have fun and embrace the moment, 22-year-old Mike Manis, guess what happens? Those are the nights that you make the most money it actually is going to be okay. So how are you doing with anxiety around finances? Here in August of 2021, if I could tell you one thing, I would tell you this. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. The God who thought you up, the God who thought you up, the God who designed you, the God who thought you up, it says in the Bible that he clothes the flowers of the field He provides the flowers of the field with clothing. The Bible says that he knows and loves every bird in the sky. Isn't that crazy? In that same way, God knows and loves you, but even more. In that same way, God will clothe you. God will meet your needs, even more so. Our God is a generous God. He's a faithful God. I'm not promising that you're gonna be rich, Not at all, but I am promising that he will look after you. He will. It's gonna be okay. So if you ask me, hey Mike, go back in time and tell 22-year-old Mike Manis one thing, it's easy. It's the same thing that I would tell you today in August of 2021. It's going to be Take a breath, take a breath. They're not just coffee mug verses. They're for you and they're for me. And that stillness and that rest and that calmness, that's for you, that's for me. Even in a world where everything's breaking loose out here, it can be okay in here. Take a breath. As we close, I would just ask you to bow your heads, 
shut your eyes just for a moment of personal reflection. Are you stressed out? Are you anxious? Are you angry? Are you fearful? Are you worried? I wonder if you can allow God to speak to your mind and your heart and your soul right now with just a simple phrase, it's going to be okay. Are you confused? Not sure on your sense of direction? I think God has a word for you. It's gonna be okay. He'll show you. And are you worried about the fact that you've been disrespected, that you've been devalued, that you've been diminished in some way? Can I tell you something? That pirate pack posse, they don't define you. You have nothing to prove to anyone. You have nothing to prove to you. Everything, everything, everything that ever needed to be proved about you has already been proved. You're beautiful, you're gifted, you're full of purpose. You stressed out about money? Just like he closed the flowers of the field, he's gonna meet your needs. Just like he knows and loves every bird in the sky, he knows and he loves you. He will provide. Man, I wonder in August of 2021, are you stressed out, are you worried, are you anxious about your health? I can relate. You know, he cares for you, right? And he's faithful. And he wants you to know that even when it comes to your health right now in this moment, it's actually gonna be okay. John 3:16 says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Think about that for a second. God cares for you. God is faithful, he could heal you. But in a sense, Here's the good news, you've already been healed. Even when this body that we have right now wears out, you, me, we're gonna go on living. It's so powerful because I feel like God is a good father and he wants you to see him right now and he's giving you a gift. And the gift is so amazing, it's so beautiful, it's so powerful, it, 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 it's a gift and the gift is this moment right now this day. And he says to you right now, would you take it? Would you live it with joy, with gratitude, with hope, with energy, this moment right now? And then he has another gift waiting for you just on the other side of eternity. And that gift is called the best is yet to come. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Or maybe you're a little bit like me, you're kind of in this place in your life where maybe you understand that in theory, but you kind of come to this selfishness. And I'm not talking about I got a pack of super nibs and I won't give anybody one. I'm talking about like the weight of the world is always on my shoulders, that I gotta perform, that I gotta make it happen, that I, that I gotta secure my future that I'm all alone and nobody is with me. Nothing could be further from the truth. God wants you to know that he's with you and he's for you right now. It's going 
to be okay. We talk about the fact that Jesus stepped into human history and he died. You know, he died on the cross so that you don't have to be defined by the sin or the shame or the pain or the scars of your past. And then he rose again, and he rose again so that you can have the strength to take hold of this incredible moment that we're in right now, this day, and run with it. And he rose again so that we could have hope for tomorrow and the promise of the greatest gift of all, that because of Jesus, the best is yet to come. It's going to be okay. And with all heads bowed and all eyes closed, I just have one more question I wanna ask you. Man, you, you know God loves you, right? Like this moment that we're in, this powerful, profound moment that we're in, isn't it interesting that my path would cross with your path with this message today, in this moment? God sent Jesus and he died for you. He rose again for you. So it's gonna be okay. But I'm wondering if you've ever accepted that gift that gift of salvation, that you don't need to be defined by your past, that the best is always yet to come, if you've ever taken hold and accepted that gift that God gave you through Jesus Christ, and if you never have, I wanna pray for you to take hold of that today. It'll change everything. So if that's you today and all eyes are closed and all heads are bowed, I would just ask you right now if you want me to pray that for you. Can you just raise your hand nice and high? Amazing, amazing, amazing. Just gonna take a second, anybody else? Nice and high, yes. Yes. You can put your hands down. And if you're online, I hope you understand this invitation is for you too, by the way. You can raise your hand no matter where you're at. If you're driving your car, please don't raise both hands, however. Man, for those of you who just raised your hands, I'm gonna pray out loud and I just pray that, ask that you would pray quietly with me. Dear God, thank you. As I take a breath right now and I realize that because of you, because of your son Jesus, it's gonna be okay. So Jesus, I invite you to be my savior. That you would take my sin and my shame and my scars and my regret and my guilt and that you would wash it away, take it away. Give me a fresh start, a new beginning right now. And Jesus, I ask that you would be my Lord, that you would give me the strength to take hold of this powerful moment that we're in right now, this day, and to step forward, follow you one next step at a time. A future of hope and an eternity where the best is always yet to come. I pray this in your name, amen. Let's celebrate. Now, I wanted to do a closing song today and I wanna ask you a big favor. I know sometimes we do a closing song and it's like this sense of, hey, it's my chance to get out early. Can you do me a favor today? Can you not leave early? I mean, unless you absolutely positively have to, okay? But can you stick around? Just, just wanna introduce this song. It's not, a, it's not a song that we're all gonna sing together. It's more of a reflection song so you can stay seated. But it's a song that I heard a few months ago and it, talks about this moment where we realize that 
it's gonna be okay, that we don't have to live selfishly, and I'm not talking about not sharing super nibs, but it's the, the weight isn't all on your shoulders. Do you understand? That God is with you, God is for you, it's gonna be okay. They don't define you, he does. And he loves you and he's for you. So what I would ask is as this closing song pl plays, would you just use it as a prayer? That this moment would be powerful, that there would be change right now with more change to come, make sense? Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And to stay up to date with all things Southside, follow at Southside underscore church on Instagram. We love you guys. The best is yet to come.